was as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Kia ora and good and Orvin from Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. Show 147 tonight, Mr. Brown. Hi, papi. 147. 147. Yes. You're with myself, Nathan Snade, Scott Brown, and Anton Agassi to my left. And also coming at quarter to the hour, we will have Anthony Perez, as per usual, on the Sunday night shows. Coming to give us a, a little bit because there's a lot of international football played over the um, played over the weekend. <coughs> I know there was a game tonight. I was forced to watch in the telly box a, a Hungarian match. Surprised about that, Scott? Politics, mate. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> very much, very much, very much. Um, how's your weekend been, Ant- oh, Anton? Long, long, busy. Very Started busy. Friday, finished. No. Not quite. This <laughs> morning at some point. Yeah. It's a very croaky voice you've yeah, got. It's, um, it's been a long weekend, but we made it. We're here. We're alive. Scott um, got me out of bed. So um, we'll look after these young lads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. You, got, you got you got them working. Full hog. Full on the, hog on the today. Tra- this morning. You get yeah. him out of bed this morning. Or this no, afternoon? not this morning. This afternoon. Let him have his beauty sleep. You know we got uh, yeah little lines this morning. Over a hundred kids down. Ramoed. Good to see kids getting active. Uh, a couple of birthdays and now. Back in the studio, it's a, busy, yourself, it's a busy Sunday for you, isn't um, it? Am I ever going to get back onto the other side there, or what's going to happen? No, you're dreaming, mate. You can't do for Wednesday show, because unfortunately I'm away on Wednesday. Just letting you know oh, now. All right, we've got Jordan Hicks in on Wednesday. Until then, you're on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cut. You guys, you're all cut. Mate, um, as it's one four seven, I've done a wee bit of digging, and you know I came up with some cool stats last time around. You did. You, so, you went into a theme, rather than just what's cool about the number one four seven. you went into the theme of... What cool things have happened on or was one four six, wasn't Abs- it? Absolutely. I mean, the um, I think you have to do the, the sport testament, but the only way to start things off is obviously in snooker. You know, maximum score you can get off the break is one four seven. Fifteen reds followed by fifteen black balls, and then followed by all six colours, and then subsequently the black balls after it. And has it been done before? Oh, it's been done quite. Oh yeah, a few times. Is it, they have um like a, a prize don't they like it'd be like 10 grand 15 grand if, if you, you, if you do it on TV if you do yeah. it on TV yeah, yeah. You, you was it Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan he was on for a 147 and he asked how much the prize was and they said oh it's like 5 grand he's like no need and then just missed the last shot on purpose legend absolute legend um, another one for you in the ICC uh, T20 Women's World Cup flyer Celiera Leone beat Eswantini by 147s and that was on the 5th of September uh, this year oh okay not so long ago. Yeah, exactly. Another good one for you. Uh, Javier Mascarano, he made 147 international appearances for Argentina um, in soccer, obviously, from 2003 to uh, 2018. Yeah. He was one of the ones that came from Argentina to West Ham. I can't remember the club. Was it Corinthians? Corinthians. We just mentioned that last yeah. week as well. He um, himself and Tevez came to, really? came to West Ham in a... And then like a third party deal, and all kind of went belly up. And then both of them actually went to Manchester United, but Mascherano he went down to Barcelona very quickly. Yeah. Afterwards, played for there before he went back. Uh, where did he go okay. after Barcelona? I can't remember. I think he might so have gone to. Do in Liverpool as well. Could be chatting on my. Oh yeah, maybe could be, could be. Pull it up, pull it up, Jeffrey. You keep going. <laughs> that is a massive glow down though, going from Argentina to West Ham. Yeah. You must be fuming. Like you're Excuse in the sun, me. you're in the sun it's all good, day, and then sun, suddenly you're, you're playing for West Ham, and it's miserable weather every week. It's a good job there's a table. Well, well you what two. about going up to what about going up to Manchester? Oh, Same Nate, thing. Nate. Either way, you're going from Argentina to somewhere <laughs> rain and soggy. I mean, anything to get out there and throw a few rusty ones, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another one for you. Um, if he a, did indeed, Scott. Knowledge. He did indeed. So that's why he's here. He was at River Plate. We're actually hosting. We're going to host a pub quiz team. Corinthians. 
West Ham. He only played five appearances for West Ham, but didn't played ninety four for Liverpool. He didn't go to he didn't go to Manchester United. Knew that he went north, but it wasn't. Uh, but as I say, it was Liverpool ninety four. Then Barcelona two hundred and three matches for Barcelona, and then to uh, China. Hebaya China Fortune played fifty three matches, and then Estudiant uh, ten matches back home. There you go. Uh, just a couple quick ones to finish. If the police say code one four seven, what does it mean? It means a suspect is armed. Uh, really? Yeah, so there you go. So it's not uh, 1M one, one or 10 4? 10-4. 10-4 means check, doesn't it? I don't know. 1M? One 1M? M- one rubber ducky, rubber no, ducky, that mean, no, that means you've got a head case on 1M. One, one means you've got a, you've got a head case <laughs> on you. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, the dialing code for Grenada in the West Indies is plus 147. Knowledge. That is a good stint of 147. You know what? I've been doing um, a, a little bit on numbers, and I even managed to get a hat trick on record. Have a listen to this. Whoa, I'm on your bike. Way she goes. A magnificent hit of the ball. Cameron White. Simon's out. Gone. has got two in a row. He's on a hat trick. Bond. Well, well, all of a sudden, Bond bouncing, no ball, wicket, wicket, and it's 7 for 286 in the final over. Got it! Patrick, slower ball, beautifully bowled. Well done, Shane Bond. Good comeback, back and strong, and it's another wicket down. All the New Zealanders, well done. As if, as if you've got to get some commentary on from a Kiwi cricketer. Do you know who that is? No. Shane Bond, isn't it? Yeah, Shane Bond. Yeah, he's a good player. Actually. Mate, he's very good, good, brilliant bowler. And in that case, he got his he got his uh, hat trick. But it's the commentary that I like. You know, I just said to, I've said to you many times. It's the I grew up with listening to Australian yeah. cricket commentary. Not not only cricket, also rugby league as well. So I always go back to my favourite. Smitty does a good job at the moment as well. Yeah, Both not only in not only in cricket. But he also does it in, in, in rugby as well. He does a lot of super rugby as does well. He? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's very, very good. There's a gig. There's a gig. Um, for I'll, us I'll see if I can get a Smitty one on you. But obviously, it's appropriate to put a few cricket ones on tonight's <laughs> show because we have just finished uh, the World Cup 50 over in um, India today. We'll dive, dive, uh, sorry, we'll dissect that. You know, yeah, uh, a little bit get later in the show. As always, we uh, we like to kick things off um, with sport and the history in the world today. Again, few gems in here. I've gone a bit rogue and sort of, you know, gone outside the box because you do a bit of research and sometimes it's pretty boring. So it's like, what other cool stuff can we find? Loads, well, boring. Loads of MLB stuff. Do you, yeah, well, you yeah. Well, that's certainly at... one of our sources. Yeah, absolutely. Don't yeah. hang us out to dry too much, Nathan. Um, <laughs> first one is obviously LeBron. Uh, in 2019, he hit 25 points, 11 rebounds and 10 assists um, to uh, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he actually became the first player in NBA history to record a triple-double against all 30 franchises. Wow. So that's, wow, you know... that's... F- okay. You know, and I believe I believe that's where where your stats are into double figures. So certainly the uh, the twenty five points, the eleven rebounds, and also the ten assists. So credit to him. In nineteen eighty three, Yari Curry um, became the first and only Finnish player to score five goals in an NHL game. Here's a rogue one for you: Christopher Columbus in fourteen ninety three on this day uh, went ashore on an island called Biarquen. Um, which he first saw the day before. He names it as San Juan Batista, and it was later renamed Puerto Rico. And this day in 1493, yeah. long time ago. I yeah. think until we, Here's a really cool one. On this day in 1944, during the Second World War, 30 members of the Luxembourgish resistance defended the town of Vianden against a larger Waffen SS attack in the Battle of Vianden. I wonder if they celebrated it in Vianden today. I, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. You know, I don't know. Might have been there's always often a, a nut festival up there. Is there? Yeah. You never been, you never been to the nut festival? I've not festival been to the nut festival. No. Yeah. What what do they do? They just you just eat nuts, nuts or yeah. Yeah, nuts. nuts. It's, it's the fault. It's, know, nuts. Nuts. it's, just, it's <laughs> like the wood conversation all over again. The judiki. Oh, that was that was that was a good chat. The last one for you here. Now, if any of you um, have watched a documentary on Netflix, normally it takes me a bit longer to get a movie in, but we'll go with the documentary this time around. In 2004, on 
the 19th of November was when the infamous Malice and the Pal- in the Palace took place. Nathan, have I you know, seen that? No, I haven't okay. seen I, I know the so, name. So basically, it was also known as the Pacers versus the Pistons brawl. And there was basically this big fight that spilled over into the crowd and fellas knocking each other out from, you know, players and such. But basically what happened, the Pacers were leading 97 to 82 with 45.9 seconds left in the game. Piston centre Ben Wallace attempted a layup shot, but was fouled from behind by Pacer small forward Ron Artest. A furious Wallace then shoved Artest and a fight broke out um, on the court between the players from both squads. No big deal. Anyway, the fight got separated uh, and with the officials discussing the con- the consequences, and our test actually was um, lying on the uh, on on the scorer's table, um, you know, in, in sort of like protest, waiting for an interview. And a fan <laughs> named John Green chucked a pint at him, <laughs> and obviously he's then waltzed up into the crowd, and everyone's like, "Yes, we'll have us some of this." And uh, yeah. yeah, there's a good documentary, Malice in the Palace, oh, it's called. Um, very interesting you know you don't see that very much these days it did happen in rugby there was a chap who used to play for Toulouse called Trevor Brennan an Irish international sort of back row second uh, rower played in Toulouse for a big part of his career and there was one day he was getting heckled in the uh, from the bench by some fella who was saying a lot of bad things about him and his family and the guy was sort of at the end of his career so he was just like yeah I'm not having this so yeah just waltzed up and just just lamp the bloke in the crowd. Just, well, I still <laughs> think it happens regularly in French rugby today in club in rugby. French art all the time. They, the they love I a bugger, don't they? <laughs> Did you see? Um, was it uh, Finn Russell? Um, they just played uh, oh, Gloucester, so he's yeah, just he's shed. just moved to Bath, the right? Shed, yeah. yeah, the shed. It's a big rivalry. Bath, 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 Bristol. We was it Bath, Bristol? Uh, that was that was this weekend, but last weekend it was Bath, Glo- uh, Gloucester. Right, big rivalry, and <clears> um, yeah, he he slotted a conversion and then shushed the crowd. He's been there like two weeks and he's already... He's already he's like winning enemy, enemy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, now, he's a we were, we were supposed to have Adam Pate. Yeah, unfortunately, he's not able to join us. He said he'll come back in. Adam's obviously... got You know, we've had him on before. Got a very cool story about how he obviously came to Luxembourg, you know, having been out in Ukraine with what's going on out there. He, he is originally from the UK, though, Yeah, he's from he? Birmingham originally, yeah. yeah. So, uh, again, we look... We, yeah, Brummy. Uh, we look forward to having him on... Um, uh, soon enough. Soon enough. But we, what we will do is we will rip into a little bit just, of just uh, just um, a, just yep. a bit of feedback for you from uh, one um, one of our uh, pundits. If you just uh, one of our listeners, sorry. If you have a look on WhatsApp, Nathan, you know if you are going to be in the hot seat, you need to get up to speed. You know we need that engagement with our with our uh, <laughs> our fans. You know you got no who fans. Who you got there? Our oh, many listeners. Oh, I don't, I don't know the, na- who the name. What does it say? Well, look at the picture. You know exactly who it is. No, I can't see. Oh, God, you ain't got your glasses on, have you? No, it's big DB3, mate, huh? Oh, big DB3. Where were you this evening, DB3? Where were you? Sat at home with a beer, waiting to listen to yeah. us. Rabbit on, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, as he says, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to interact with the uh, with the punters over there, mate. Otherwise, six two one fifty two five thousand. Yeah, you know it. Thanks, Otherwise, I'll be uh, I'll be squeezing my, my way back in there. Uh, I'm just waiting cheeky, for the next show. You cheeky, both be standing on the on the, the same side together, yeah, just next to each other. Exactly. He wants oh, to get his elbows. He's only been he's only been in here yeah, no. two shows, and he's already looking at uh, pushing people side to side. Let's take a break, and we're going to grip into some Welsh rugby and some Australian rugby. You're the juggler, juggling all the WhatsApp Where's your red nose, sir? Where's your red nose? Welsh rugby. I didn't realise that the Barbarians played... Uh, Wales. Why? Because the Welsh Welsh Rugby Union is in such a state of affairs that they need any money they can get. So what was quite... Two weeks after the World Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a bit. It's just a bit strange. Mate, we've no? had this. We've had this exact conversation before. Uh, the last T20 World Cup was in Australia. Five days. Five days after the World Cup final, England were playing Australia in another one day. 
No chance. But we talked about we we actually sort of touched on the subject last week about um, when we were talking about the 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 Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, the Rugby World Cup expanding all these these competitions to you know ultimately make it more inclusive. But personally, I think it's killing it's killing the games and stuff. What you should Too much. do, yeah, mate. You know, you hit. I remember reading a, reading a. Um, a piece by Stuart Broad and he talked about how he'd been he, he, when he was touring with England there was one year where he'd slept in a hotel room something like 280 days of the year it can't be fun that's mental that cannot that's be mental. fun but you know what? what's the point in surely you want to make it um, you know make not make it less well yeah you do want to make it less accessible you want to play less matches throughout the year because ultimately you get the best out well, of you, players, can't, right? you can't have these guys wrapping themselves in cotton wool just trying to play internationals you know you need to go back and tear up for your club you know should they just you know it obviously depends on them getting a global league for something like rugby and football but you have like you know disappearing off for these international windows for for a week and then going back to their clubs just be like right lads there's two qualifying tournaments Right. Oh, there's two major tournaments every four years. Okay, the Euros and the obviously World the World Cup. Cup. Yeah. But now they do the Euro Nations League, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like well, in between all of those, and it's like, it's what, what's the point? Well, it could be for money, but they're trying to put a competition rather than just have a friendly. They're trying to put yeah. a competition. That's what. That's how I understood it. But that, I mean, I know they're still having friendlies, yes, but they're having less friendlies, but they're playing for but something. You, no, you're not really playing for something, are you? Nah, no one really cares about it. It's like, um, was it the... You're going to say the, no one cares about the, the conference league? Yeah, the... Um, <laughs> what's the... What's the, um, the, the, the... The Europe the, rugby they trophy. Have football, they have like a, a club club World Cup thing as well in football. I think, because uh, my mate banged on about it because he's a Chelsea, Chelsea fan. I don't, mind, I don't mind that. The best of the best <laughs> of Europe, let's say, the Champions yeah. League winner would play the... the, the but it, but it's, not, it's, I, not, or, it's not built it's, up as that, is it? Because ultimately... Because they play it during the season as well. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or as a pre-season fixture you know the Super Cup or something like that it's like well let's be honest if you're any good you'll win your domestic league and if you're really good then you might you'll get to the business end of the Champions League doesn't it uh, yeah, I mean, football's crazy they can play like three games in about the space of eight days they'll play like on the Saturday and then they'll have a game on, on the Wednesday week, yeah. and then they'll have another game on, on the next Saturday Sunday it's crazy yeah, very much so. So coming back, did you watch that um, Barbarians I didn't. Uh, Welsh? Oh, I think I watched the highlights. <laughs> no, no not, I didn't even not watch the highlights. This thing, I didn't even know it was happening until it what, happened. What, uh, was, it a, was it a swan song for Alan Wynne-Jones, yeah. who would have played his last... I think he scored a try as well. Oh, but he was on. playing for the Barbarians, he wasn't playing for Wales. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But that's interesting as well, because... Uh, now, Anton, you could correct me if I'm chatting out my rear end here, but I believe in Wales, when Wales have an international on a Saturday... The club teams aren't allowed to yeah, play. Hundred percent. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically, they'll either play Friday night or just won't play, and it basically means everyone gets on the steam. But most importantly, you've got rugby fans going to watch yeah. the national team. Yeah, they, they have no all all the fixtures are there. Like during the Six Nations, you'll have several weekends in a row where either you play the game on the Sunday because Wales playing on the Saturday, or you play on a Friday, or you just won't play. If Wales are playing. No clubs are. I don't know if they're not allowed to, but re- realistically, if it's a though, if right? it's a if it's an official fixture in one of the Welsh leagues, then they 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 don't play. What about the what about when the Barbarians played the other week? Did they? Oh, I there's a lot of. I, I would assume. To... I would assume there'd be no games on. Well, but, no, but you're saying that well, you're talking about the club game, but in the yeah. professional game, they had an absolute shocker, didn't they? Because obviously oh, yeah. called up all these boys, and it's the first time you were. What yeah. You so uh, the first time all four Welsh clubs playing at home all lost uh, on the same weekend in I don't know how many years but um, yeah not not great to be honest all four of them lose I've got a friend of mine who actually plays for for the Ospreys he plays fullback for them and I think he's actually on a uh, streak of uh, tries I think he's like four games in a row he scored a try but yeah they lost yep. who's that name uh, Max Nagy Max Nagy Max yeah. we're giving you a shout out he's Northampton boy as well mm. I was having a chat with him I was saying like mate go go play for North after he's like mate I can't they got they got what was it Freeman Furbank you'll never get yeah. in that team yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ended up a 49-26 victory is that the Barbarians one? yep yep what was also interesting <laughs> about that game is the coach of the Barbarians was Eddie Ed, none other than Edward Jones yeah, yeah. Nah. who's now jobless apparently until I'm he, hearing until, he's, until he goes I'm to China, until he Portugal. goes to Japan here in Portugal. I'm here in Portugal. That's what I heard recently is that there's... Um, Are you having that? Is that from our man? Is that from... Um, 
No, 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 Manuel. no, 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 Manuel, no, no, no. Yeah. But I saw, I saw on Instagram that you can't uh, wait to meet Manuel. By the yeah, way, I he's know so you good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently, apparently the Portugal him. job has opened up, and it would not surprise me. Eddie Jones would love like he did do what he did similar with um, Japan. You know, I mean, they were basically unheard of sort of World Cup sort of time, and then could master, come to master World Cup a few tricks. You yeah, think? Me I mean, Manuel was supposed to grab a beer after the. Uh, after the international recently, but he was probably volunteering <laughs> hard at He's work, a busy, busy and, man, uh, or learning about Manuel and what, was, what he does. No, he's, was, he's brilliant, though. I was pretty busy after the game, so yeah, pretty busy. I yeah. think busy, <laughs> busy. Whilst we stay on Wales, now former Welsh captain Alan Wynne Jones, he received a standing <clears throat> ovation as he ended what would say, what do you call it, a glittering. 19-year career with... What's interesting, I didn't realise he was going to jack it in. I thought he was going to... He'd be down in France for a couple of years, isn't it? Or has he retired completely? Yep. Actually, yeah, he I received think, a standing ovation as he ended a, this, a, career, a 19-year career with a win for Toulon. He yeah. was named captain uh, by the side for a top 14 fixture, which they won 30-27 to 27 by... Um, Clement. He was applauded off um, by both teams. I think they may have even given him a Clement gave, gave him a jersey as well. Um, just a, obviously a a signal to. Yeah, to a, he's, a, a, um, he's probably won more in that stint for too long than he has in his entire. Oh yeah, Osprey's career. Oh yeah, it? honestly, um, I swear Osprey's were good for like one season <laughs> at some point back in the day. But yeah, no. Still respect though, you know, like a guy that's been. I mean, has, has anyone played any more internationals than 170 and also yeah. 150, 158 caps for Wales, for Wales, and then 12 for the British and Irish Lions? I'm going to keep both of those stats for when we hit those yeah. numbers later on. They're both so. But um, actually, do you know? You remember what's the name? Ruben? Right, I was rooming with him for a rugby camp, and I come into the room. Apparently, he's a Welsh fan. I don't know why. He's what, Dutch. His, he's Dutch. Okay. He's Dutch, right? Um, he had a little shrine with a picture of like Alwyn Jones, a Welsh jersey, and like I literally walked into the room. I was like, "What is this? This is up. This is disgusting." Like as an English fan, this little shrine in the corner of Alwyn Jones shrine. It's just him there, like bowing in front of in front of the Alwyn Jones picture. I was like, "This is out un- unbelievable." How have I ended up in a room with with a, an Alwyn Jones shrine? Yeah, it's quite all- it's quite interesting though because the fallout from the Wales. You know, yeah. the Rugby World Cup is very, like, you know, what what was going on there? Because there are a lot of heavyweights who who basically were like, you know what, I don't need this, I'm I'm done. You know, him, Tipperick, you know, um, guys who've been lions and stuff, and for them, what them to walk away from the uh, well, before the World away, Cup the, as well, like right before the World Cup, it's so it's like it reeks of pol- like internal problems, like you wouldn't. There's no way you'd retire well, the, um, a month before a World Cup. Uh, that is giving a message to whoever is in charge. But basically. on the pitch, the team did well in the in the World Cup. Yeah. Now, obviously, we don't want to make this just about rugby. But have you read the stuff about Stuart Hogg? Mm. No. Oh, Uncle Pete, mate, it's bad, isn't it? I've I've heard, I've heard like bits and bobs in like comment sections and stuff on Instagram, but I've not. So Stuart Hogg was the player, the fullback, who retired just about a month Cup. or two months before the World Cup. He yeah. just said, "Look, he's going to be putting his uh, family first. He did a, I know he did a, an, an article or two. That's what the interesting. Right that stop, is the interesting there, bit. Stop there. I want you to keep going. I want you to keep uh, going. What is putting he, his family he's first. Putting, yeah. He's putting his family first. He wanted to spend a bit more time with um, w- w- with them, and he had kind of. Uh, taken the time to say that rugby was really such a obviously a big part of his life, and he, and, he, and raising that family was going to be the uh, most important part of the, his new future. Go on, what have you got? Spill the beans. <laughs> there's, even, there's, I'm, even I'm hearing there's, the there's a lot of beans. Sport. Yeah, well, by the sounds of things, he's been spilling a few beans, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so what are what are um, the rumours? What are the? It's not uh, rumours at all. Basically, he has separated from his wife. Okay. She's just uh, given birth to their fourth child. And he's um, he's already seen somebody else. There's been stuff apparently posted on Instagram, but by all accounts, this uh, you, do you know what you get you get those WhatsApp messages. Okay, so, so an incident's happened. He's in a dark place. Well, no, obviously, well, no, and he's I, gone. I, I don't well. know. I don't know about that, but, but by all accounts, he I don't know if he was being naughty down in Exeter as well because he was down there for a big yeah. block of it. But I actually got sent. You know, you get those WhatsApp messages um, get sent around, and it'll always be rumours and stuff like that. One of the boys sent me one about um, it's got to be bef- pre 
pre-World Cup, which has basically said, uh, this is what apparently he's, he's he's done the dirt or whatever, and he's but they don't want it to come out to affect the yeah. the whole the, pro, the Scotland, World the, Cup and the, all the, stuff the like campaign. that. So it's basically being kept hush hush to uh, you know now it's. Um, well, I say, but it's all been kept hush hush up until now. But yeah, I actually got a. Me- I could shift back through it and see the message about he's basically been. Go and get your get your, get your messages out. And all right, go, give me a second. Go, go, go and read it. Whilst you whilst you read it, sure, don't send uh, it to me. What, what we are going to go through, and that is, we talked about Welsh rugby being a bit in a disarray. We're talking about now about. Um, uh, Stuart Hogg yeah. um, incident, which we're going to come back to once uh, once Scott uh, g- gets that. But Australian <laughs> rugby uh, also been in uh, disarray. Obviously, their campaign for the Rugby World Cup was below uh, below average, p- yeah. poor. Um, I, I made mention that the coach that they had before that was Dave Rennie. Yeah, and Dave Rennie for me was doing a quite a sound job. He wasn't turning yeah. heads overall, but he was doing things over a period of. If you gave this guy about five to ten years, he'd ground or. 10 years he had really ground is he, is he a Kiwi rugby. he is a Kiwi yeah. um, uh, played for I don't think he might even played for certainly played for Wellington maybe even yeah. played for um, New Zealand Maldi as well um, but a real grounding guy and, I, and what he had done with, with, with their with their squad and stuff I thought was good so yeah. obviously Australian rugby or Hamish uh, McLennan who is the CEO of Australian rugby he wanted that spark something to change quickly yeah. and who else probably better to do it than, than Eddie Jones yeah. and, he, and he took that risk he took that gamble did it work? no it didn't but naturally and understandable, uh, understandably he should be under pressure for making that call because it was a failed yeah. And now what happens is Australian rugby have to go go deeper, back or back deep into the roots to try and really sort out the game. But apparently he is, oh, Hamish McLennan is refusing to resign despite there's a letter of no confidence from six rebel state unions. Now he's determined to take the issue to a vote, um, which rejects the calls for his resignation, which was on, on Sunday. Um, now the board split over the um, over the show of support for him, and he's basically pulled out the Tom Petty and yeah. said, I won't back down. So um, it's going to be, I know there's, a, there's been a call for an extraordinary uh, general meeting, to see if he will, um, with Hamish McLennan, see what sort of pressure he's going to be under. But I don't know. If I was I, in that situation, I would, I would resign. Yeah. I personally, I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the standing up and you know, like it's a bit, it's a bit like the the football. Go- um, who was a football guy from Spain? The kiss. Rebellies. I mean, why would you not? Why? Why would you just not sit down yet and then hold your hand up? Goes wasn't the best thing I've best thing I've done. Um, I'll 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 step back rather than fight it. You see the video of the team, the the ladies on the the team bus laughing about the incident after it happened. So obviously the the kids happened at the stadium, and then when they're on the team bus afterwards, they were there was a video went viral of them laughing about the incident. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, and you could say, well, hold on a minute. It just seems a bit strange that they're laughing. They're laughing about it, but actually, it was a it was a serious yeah. matter matter at all. So Welsh rugby obviously has been in disarray, but they put, played well in the Rugby World Cup. Australian rugby in um, not the best. Disarray, as well. right? I've just disarray. found you the, found the, the leak, article. Leak. Well, it's not an article. It's just one of the messages. It's one of your WhatsApp what, messages. What, about one of Dunkler's my uh, my source, my my man in the know. But he yeah. sent me this on the fourteenth of August. This is pre World Cup yeah. and, and, and pre his. Retirement. Retirement? Or after. Um, Wait, hold on, I'm going, this I'm going to look is, it up. I'm going to look when he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is when he retired. Right. But basically, apparently what happened was um, he was you know, on the, you know, um, making acquaintances with two... First other- of August, first of August 2023, retired. Sorry. Um, so basically, it's come out that he was apparently hooked up with a couple of birds and then um, he, whatever... You know, he's ended up having a panic attack because he's obviously doing the dirt or whatever before he's gone back into camp with the Scottish boys, and the union have turned around and basically given you know this sort of retirement send off sort of thing to to hush hush it. Um, yeah, he's gonna have huge regrets though because he's been Scotland's best player ever. Realistically, like I mean, but like he's in. He's, where's he not playing like, now? Where's he he's playing? Not, he's not playing. He's retired. He's fully stopped. But yeah. he's he's on. Um, he's a pundit and yeah. a kind of commentator as well for for the Premiership. 
Okay. So he's doing a lot. So he's in the limelight a lot. Yeah. But it's like oh. it's all, you're still yeah. away from you're still away from home. You might not yeah. be play, you yeah. might not be playing, yeah, geez, but you're still but, in the comms. But you know, yeah. comms, but it takes time too. But it, yeah, no, I mean that's like for for someone of like his like quality of a player, you you'd want to like have a nice send off, go to World Cup, you know. Um, so he's yeah, he's definitely regretting decisions he's made because. Yeah, I mean, it just all, all, all happened all of a sudden, like the Welsh guys. It's so weird to, to retire, you know, what is it, months before a World Cup. Yeah, not not ideal for, for Mr Hoggy. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Listen, we're going to change topic and we're going to go on to boxing because the unification fight of the world heavyweight boxing belts between British man or British, British born Tyson Fury and the Ukrainian... Alexander Ersk would take place Usyk. on February 17th in Saudi Arabia. So finally they've got a date date yeah. on that. Um, they, they announced that on Thursday. Fury is the WBC heavyweight champion and his Ukrainian opponent who holds the WBA, IBF and WBO belts. Now they're going to have, they're going to fight for a unification, aren't they? Um and that will be the first time, will be the first unified fight since Lennox Lewis back in 99 and 2000. So that's some time. So then what happens? They all hold these, whatever, how many how many belts did I call out? One, two, it's three, all different four, boxing boards, five, isn't there? Yeah. So you got, you're going to hold up five, <coughs> five belts. Fury, 35. And Usyk, you say, Scott, 36. Only a year between them. Is he the I'm very feel? That guy. What? Or is that, that I'm feel I'm very very feel have you not seen that no he's <laughs> not I think that's him it's got to be him is that a YouTube moment uh, it's some some uh, interview after a fight and he's just like I'm feel I'm very very feel it could be very very feel <laughs> they were meant to fight each other on December 23rd but due to the um, due to uh, Fury's unconvincing point success against the um, MMA fighter what was his name uh, Francis, Francis Francis Ngannou, Ngannou, yeah. mate have you seen the uh this card is ridiculous. Uh, so Fury uh, is going to have a ding-dong with Usyk. Joshua is fighting Deontay Wilder. This is on the same card out the in, same. in Saudi Arabia. Imagine the wedge on that. Bro, night. why yeah. don't you just put all four of them in the ring? Just like, 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 a, royal, like, a, royal, yeah, like yeah, a royal rumble. rumble. Like, yeah, you only get... In a cage. Yeah, you're only out if your feet touch the ground sort of thing. The royal rumble, that was it back in the day, wasn't it? <laughs> Mate, let's have, a listen, let's have a listen to this before we bring on Adam Peterson, who's sent us a little message to give us the update of what happened today. Uh, or the early hours of this morning for the Formula One. It's not another and... Kiwi commentary, is it? Oh no, this is not. You'll you'll like this one. This is one of the best ones. And it's lights out, and away we go here at Spa. Hamilton gets away well. Perez as well, covering his teammate. Hamilton moves over to cover up Sebastian Vettel, and there's locking up in a crash. And Fernando Alonso goes over the top there as Charles Leclerc Sauber also involved. Nico Hulkenberg in the Renault. Hamilton down through a rouge, continues to lead though. Ahead Sebastian Vettel, Esteban Ocon and Sergio Perez up to the top of the Radion and uh, Magnussen has made up places at the start but here comes Sebastian Vettel, he's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton, Vettel is alongside and ahead, Ocon is also ahead, they're four abreast going until they come, Vettel ahead of Hamilton, ahead of Perez, ahead of Ocon, ahead of Verstappen, wow! Yeah, that is Crofty, one of the best commentators of all time. As I said to you, we are going to um, bring you in uh, with a message from uh, Adam Peterson, who oh, he's been on the show a few times. Adam hasn't he? And, and was he with, was he with you, Anton, the other week? Was he did he come in? With... Uh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, so he has asked. Um, I asked him this afternoon. Um, to give me an update, what he thought of the uh, of the Formula One. He was up early watching it. Uh, we'll pass you over to Adam. So this morning was the first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix, uh, which Max Verstappen said was 99% show and not really around the race. But in the end, he was wrong, and the race was pretty good. So there was a lot of hype beforehand with all the cars having fancy paint jobs and everyone with flashy helmets for something special for, for Las Vegas. But overall, it went really well. 
the first free practice though started off very badly. So the first practice session, a manhole cover got sucked up by the aerodynamics of a car. Uh, incredibly, incredibly dangerous. Did a lot of damage to Carlos Sainz and Esteban Ocon, I think, uh, which meant that Sainz then had to take a grid penalty for using too many parts, one of Formula One's sillier rules. Uh, but in free practice two, the drivers were positive about it. Uh, a new track, and with a new track, there's not much rubber, so every time they go around, more rubber goes on the track, which makes the, la the, the track faster and faster on every lap. So qualifying was good fun, um, got grippier as it went, and on the front row, uh, pole position was grabbed by Leclerc. Into the race itself, there was action from the first corner, and Stappen misjudged and ran Leclerc off the road. He needed a five-second penalty for that, and Alonso span. Uh, but the race had all the elements you wanted, overtaking, safety cars, and the cold track made it hard to get the tyres working, uh, which meant that the drivers had to show their skill under braking. Uh, multiple changes of the lead and predictably went the way of Max Verstappen. But the highlight for me was definitely the, on the very last lap, last real overtaking opportunity, a brave lunge up the inside by Charles Leclerc on Sergio Perez to grab second place. So all done and dusted for this time, Verstappen one, Leclerc two, and Perez 3. So on to next week, the season ender in Abu Dhabi. Sometimes a predictable race, and this time I think the it will predictably go to Max Verstappen. Well, there we go. Beautiful report from the one and only Adam, Adam Thompson. Love it. Look at big, love it. big report. Did you watch any of the cricket this afternoon? Well, just before we get on to the cricket, what was happening with the track? In Las Vegas, because I saw them out with the angle grinders. Oh, that, well, that, yeah, a little bit. What he was saying on so on, on on the practice session, the they had those little manholes, but just those small ones, and it was Leclerc that came over it, and the force of the car, the even though they were in tight, popped it up and got and smashed up underneath his um really? his chassis and smashed it all up. So um, Formula One, oh, so the practice session, the Formula One on the on the first day had to be abandoned. And consequently, 35,000 fans, or a law firm, will be representing these 35,000 fans to um, try and get their money back. Because there's of a lot it of. Of will, because it's America, because everyone gets well, food. Well, yeah, it does. But just, just think about it. If people are flying, you know, flying across from, from California or even from New York to go to, to Vegas for the weekend, spend a heck load of cash, and then they. Yeah, and, and then consequently, they. Um, yeah, can't watch the can't watch the um, can't watch the Formula One of, of the first day. So, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a, a, a challenging one, that one. That's for sure. Um, cricket? Did you watch it? Nope. But I heard. I mean, to be honest, I've not I've not watched a huge amount of the uh, the cricket World Cup. Did you just turn my mic off there? Yeah, I just gave you a bit of a switch around. I changed settings from being on Sam's setting to my setting. Sorry, Chief. Why would you do that? I did. I did that because I needed Sam settings to listen to the WhatsApp. That's why I did it. Right. So now, now we're back on our own. Apology, settings. apology, accepted. apology. So don't just, just don't um, just pulling the trigger. To, he does moan, doesn't he? He's, he's he's been there for two minutes, and all he does yeah. is he's just sitting on a sitting with his little trigger. We're gonna we're gonna have Anthony come come past him, and he's gonna give you a clip around the ear. <laughs> can do his best. Um, no, uh, to be honest, it was a, it was India's to lose, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we were talking about this because I was saying because we were talking about, we? we were talking about um, Australia's one. The most cricket World Six Cups. Now, they exactly. won it five. They won that thing before. Hundred thousand people watching. Yeah, it's packed, mate. It was, I, it was I said to you, I was like, Are Australia are going to be favourites. Like, now nah, India at home, they'll win it. And here we are. There's a little bit of um, track dodginess as well. Like in the they. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the turf that they uh, laid out for the New Zealand um, for the New Zealand match. They say it, it you know it was a it was a worn pitch, and then they said even for the final the Australians weren't that happy. But they um, they certainly well they won that they won the toss, um, and they sent uh, India into bat. Uh, Jill and uh, Shireas both fell quite uh, cheaply. Um, Collie he made a flaw flawless half century before in, before being removed by Cummins who got. Uh, 34 for two. Um, there was a brilliant catch by Travis Head, actually. So one heard, of, let's say one of, the, one of the best bangers you'll, you'll, you'll <coughs> get, particularly in a, in, in a final. Um, Raul, he topped, scored with 66. I said Raul. Rahul. Rahul, he topped, scored with 66. And Stark, he took uh, um, three for 55. So India, they posted 240 all out, as you could probably fair to say, the Australian bowlers, they did, did impress but um, 
very quickly Warner, Marsh and Smith, they were quite, again, uh, removed by Indians, India's pacemen. Um, and then it was uh, Labuschagne. Is that how you say it? Labuschagne. Labuschagne. But it's that- interesting. That's an interesting one as well because he's obviously an Aussie. So, but that, I believe that name is South African. But he's obviously yeah. grown up as an Australian. So he, it's Labuschagne. But he, he was born, so you're saying he's born in South Africa? Yeah, he's a okay. But if he was in South Africa, it would be it would not be said Labuschagne. It would be said Labuschagne. Really? Yeah. Is that the uh, the the Dutch the Afrikaans? That's my, my attempt at Afrikaans. There we go. Well, it's pretty good. Well, See, it might, well, I had you convinced, didn't I? You know, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of a in there. Yeah. Anything with has me convinced. Um, but he he offered Travis Head solid support, who actually uh, Head went on to score a brilliant 137. Yeah. Sort of after the I think about the 25th over, he really started yeah. opening up a lot more. But it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant innings for a World Cup um, final. final yeah. um, I think the highest the highest score for a World Cup final is Gilchrist. I think he got 149 That's against, against Sri Lanka. 149. It's a, um, it's I mean, massive, it's huge, 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 but it's like not, it's not not when you get to 100, it's not you know, it's not like getting to 50 or getting to 100. You know, getting out on 149s. Oh, it doesn't hurt as doesn't hurt oh, yeah. as much. Not, not I that see. I know, not that I know. <laughs> you go out on 149. <laughs> yeah. How wait, how often do they play the the World Cup in cricket? I think every it's every, four, every four years. Four years as but well. the issue that we have, and you play the ICC 2020 World Cup every two years, and then you also play. The ICC Champions Trophy. Do you see what I mean? And now, and yeah. now the they've, got the, they've actually got a test world. I mean, you play your test series, don't they? But they have a w- test w- world. W- Would well. you guys prefer the T20 or the proper test cricket? Test cricket, mate. Personally, is that is that like for me? I like it. I like the fifty over. A bit good, but 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 I think the te- the test cricket's where is ultimately the, the that's true cricket for yeah. me. But I can understand that a five a, f- a five day for for those that don't know. And, but, and just to answer your next question, yes, it is good crack all day at the test yeah. cricket. Okay, there we go. There's a social we should organise. Cans, yeah, cans, <laughs> strawberry and green. Bring and your own cans. Over. Big bag of cans. <laughs> I assume T20 is sort of like. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm thinking in rugby terms, it's all like sevens and fifteens. It's like if you're, it's, it's a faster, more explosive format of the game. Yeah. To try and, and for engage. for newer people, like it's like sevens mid-week, is more interesting. You, you think of the, the hundred or the big bash midweek. You can go after after work or get you know yeah. knock off an hour early from work. Go to the stadium and you're going to get two and a half hours. What maybe three hours max yeah. of, of well, no, play under floodlights. You get there for a six o'clock start. Yeah, but but it's a whole three hour venture, is it? By the time you get into the stadium and get out, you're probably done and dusted in three three hours, and you've, and you've had your entertainment. So I think there, I, well, I believe there is a market for it. What, what are well, the main is. rule differences between Test cricket and T Twenty? So test cricket is uh, can last five days. I'll give you an overview here. Yeah. Can last up to five days. Each team will get to bat and bowl twice. So if you bat, you obviously have ten wickets. You have eleven yeah, yeah. batsmen. You need to get ten wickets. If the team bowls you out for two hundred they would then try and chase down your score. Yeah. If you don't get to, I think it's 50% of that, you're allowed to follow on so you could bat and then bat again to obviously get your score. Um, and then the other team's got to try and uh, try and bowl you out. Um, the big difference with T20 is T20. So you normally expect to get anywhere between sort of 90, um, 90 and, and 100 overs. Yeah, whereas uh, T20 is just 20. T20 is just 20 overs, yeah. but you actually have to have them completed within an hour and 15 minutes as well. So you'll have, when, to, when figuring out your bowling and stuff like that, you'll actually see a lot of guys who bowl spin play and sort of medium paces. It's not that quick because... You don't have to do a big long run up. You can get through the overs yeah. a lot quicker. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's sort of you know aimed at. Uh, unfortunately, it's the way most of the when it, when it comes are going. when it comes to batting in T Twenty, are they more aggressive? Are they all going for fours and sixes more? Or is it? Yeah, well, I mean, you've got you've got the uh, there. There is a bit of that in in one day. You've just got yeah. more time and stuff like that. But yeah, it's very much a case of you know you can load up your team as a as a batting team. Because it, as a in T Twenty, if a batsman has a big performance, that's going to put you in a really good yeah. position for the game. But you know, bowlers can do that as well. But it is harder because obviously, as a bowler, you only get four overs. Yeah, so you only get twenty four balls. Mm-hmm. But it's fair to say that the T Twenty and the One Day has have, have meant that the batsmen can be a little bit more aggressive and therefore 
well, you look at the the Bears ball, they call it in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, you talk about having a cheap, say, giving out your wicket away early. It's very much a case of if you're batting and you're def- you don't defend the ball, you've got yeah. to go hard at the ball. Um, there's fielding restrictions in, you call it the power play for the first six overs. That's where you can only have, I think, I can't remember, I think it's only three fielders outside the ring. Yeah. So you obviously have a ring, you've got to have all your fielders inside that and you can only put three people back on the fence. So it encourages you to basically... You know, go yeah, for it. Go, go, for go it. sort of hard at the ball. But you know, you know the pitch in, um, you know, pitch in Walford on. Yeah, yeah. it's down next to the rugby. Yeah. Um, we, I, I played against Belgium, right? And their captain, I can't remember his name, and mate, I have seen some big sixes hit, but this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. He hit it so far, it landed on the road, hundred and six meters. <laughs> Like that's bigger than what you see Bosh. in the, in, in the IPL and stuff like massive, that. Massive, yeah. massive, massive. We have uh, Anthony Perez, who has just walked into the studio, as I say, quarter to the hour. Ever so reliable. Our man from Less Force News. Welcome back into the studio again. Uh, Need to turn Ant- his mic Anthony. on, mate. <laughs> what about one job? The, you know what I should have done? I should have hung you out to dry there and then I could have been back in the hot seat. Yeah, but I'm a good bloke. <laughs> Just set where you, are. you can smack him anytime you walk past, <laughs> Anthony. So it's been a, um, a, a, a weekend of... A turbulent of Inton- week in uh, in the BGL League, the, the carousel of football coaches, isn't well, it? Well, no, it's been international... Yeah, but we've also had a few... Yeah, we've... Oh, earlier in the week, you're right, we have I, have uh, I don't have this in my notes, but I can tell you that Jonas Esch and F91... Uh, not, not did launch. And Hesbronch have both sacked their managers. We've got Jonas Esch, who are uh, pretty at the bottom of the table, not in the relegation zone, but for the team with such high expectations uh, and being so low in the table, they had to uh, sack Mark Tome for the second time, I think the last time. For the first time, I think they sacked him in 2019. Then they got him back again this season and then they sacked him again. What a love story. <laughs> and as Scott says, in the door and out pretty pretty quick. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And what's, what's, got, what's going on there? Is that, is that just, that's, not, that's not a management. That's a board thing, isn't it? That's, a, that's higher up. Well, the problem. Well, I, I just think, like, like anything, it just. I think. I think the trainer mark. I think the trainer mark in Luxembourg is kind of like limited. I think we do, you don't have that many like BGL league trainers to get. So they always go go to the old trainers and then yeah yeah you want to come back just yeah just you, come. You, you couldn't get the other trainers from Germany or France that are nearby in the in in the, in the regions. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. Um, I'm not enough informed for this. I need to to do some research. As we got uh, last time, who start getting a German trainer then he got sacked I think the problem is also because Luxembourgish teams are pretty like international with uh, people talking French uh, Luxembourgish German so maybe you need people who talk all these languages Yeah. Um, you've got now Carlos van Giero who's got sacked by Esperance who are still on the third place and I think they've lost only two uh, three four times maybe something uh, happened uh, he's only just he's just only just arrived, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just arrived this season after... And, and only have, what, five games? Or what, what are we, nine uh, games 12, now? 12, yeah, 12 games 12, in. 12. So that's... But is he, will he stay in Luxembourg? Good question. I think I think he will, I think he will. But uh, I'm not sure about it. Because he was teed up. I spoke to him in the summer and he was teed up to come on the show. Probably not a good time to chase him up at the moment, but it'd uh, be interesting to, uh, to hear how things have gone because... I think it's fair to say they sort of huffed and puffed, but didn't go as well as they would have liked in the Europa, you know, the European League qualifications. Anthony, we spoke about it on Wednesday about the. Have you seen how the format of the um, the Champions League, the Conference League, and the Europa League is going to change next year? Uh, is it already next year? Yeah, where they're getting more teams. Yeah, it's uh, like thirty six teams. Yeah, like yeah, and, they put, and they're putting some little leagues. It sounds it sounds bullshit. What, what, yeah, what, I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, we we had a, quite a mm. quite a good discussion about it. How I think it's he just, almost, he's made, yeah, made no, it very clear. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're going to agree <laughs> on something here, but it's making it. Yes, it's good that you're getting more teams, but it sort of devalues the Champions League because yeah. you've, you've got to be good to. It's to it's get not to it, special you know? anymore. Too. Yeah, but you know, football is always changing through the years. I think before the World Cup was not that many teams that we have today. You know, and forty eight will be the next one. Yeah, and then later I think sixty four or something like this. What? Uh, in some more years, more more years. It's not really a World Cup though. Is yeah, it? so yeah. it's like more like uh, yeah, World Cup, but with everybody from the world playing. Um, yeah. I I can't judge it until I saw it. Maybe it's going to be something cool, but 
you know, I'm I'm watching more and more. As I said, I'm watching less uh, professional football because you know, with all that money going on, that, that this whole business doesn't interest me anymore. So I prefer going watch some Bijel League games, some uh, first women's league games, where like it's not that it's still not that commercial because it's not really the professional. Uh, there are not professional leagues, and I prefer some local football than all this uh, international, uh, all this professional business. You've got some great football still, but it's not the same as before. What about the international? What's oh, been going on? Oh. Unfortunately, I wasn't there because I had a lot to do for school, but what a night it was. I watched the game. I watched the whole game. It was really crazy. Uh, the Red Lions faced, faced Bosnia at home for, for the second last match day of this European qualifiers campaign. And some people thought it would be a closer and suspenseful game. Others said that Bosnia would dominate it. Did anything of this happen? Nope. Because first, Olison scored his very first international goal and a professional goal in general, very early in the game, giving his team an early lead. Half an hour played, Luxembourg got awarded a penalty, unlike against Slovakia. And then it uh, it happened what we knew would happen. Not only did Jas Rodriguez convert his penalty, but Bosnia Ultra threw some pyros uh, on the field before the penalty was taken. We for, had a feeling that might happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, fortunately, the game... Called, uh, could, could continue. Yeah, I, I I did some research. It was I did some research. The game against Liechtenstein was cancelled because of the Bosnian fans. Ah, well, that was the game we were talking about. Last yeah, time. yeah. And the decision already fell after almost half an hour when Mujakic scored on in his own net to make it three 0 I was already ready to post the edit before Slovakia made it three one in adding time. So while I changed my edit, Jasper Rodriguez set the final point in this game by scoring the fourth Luxembourgish goal. So not only uh, the players were busy, I was busy as well. And the game ended 4-1. When did he get, when did he get the fourth goal? Uh, Slovakia scored in the 93rd and Jasper Rodriguez in the 95th. Okay. Was, uh, so was, the, was, was a nice goal. Was yeah, a nice yeah. goal. Finish off. Good win for uh, Luxembourg. Oh. And I believe tonight in 45 minutes they're actually playing um, Liechtenstein. Uh, in Liechtenstein. And there's a big uh, big crowd of people. They said it'll be yeah, yeah, 400. 400 uh, Luxembourgish yeah. fans have gone to Liechtenstein tonight really? to play in, 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 uh, the knockout, in the stadium. In the knockout in, in, match. In Vidutz, I'm trying to remember the name of uh, the stadium. I have been there. I think it's Tallinn, no? No. Nah, but I'm missing geography. But still, that's um, still that's uh, fabulous. That yeah, that, yeah, that number of supporters have gone uh, down to support. Just watch how how like the supporter numbers grew through the years. When you look at the games, Josie Bart, you had some big games. You couldn't get the stadium full, and now for qualifiers game, even against Liechtenstein when we went there, uh, it was almost full. You know, okay, you had to take an uh, how do you say it um, abonnement. <laughs> So about ultimate, oh, you had to take a, a package of the... Yeah, package, package exactly, the exactly. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, uh, this is the most points they've ever got for a European yep. qualifying event. What's the next time around? It's going to be the World Cup qualifiers. Yes. How it, what, are you going to see any changes there? Any change up to the coaching, coaching staff? Or, or yeah, it's been talked stuff? about if uh, Luke Holtz is going to extend his contract or not. He's got uh, some offers outside of Luxembourg. But um, when I when I heard the commentators talking about it, they are pretty sure that he's going to extend his contract. And uh, I think it's a good decision. But uh, we'll see what will happen in the future. I think uh, if we if we get a new trainer, then it's it be like that. If he stays, then it's good for us. I I don't see actually another trainer than Luke Holtz for the Luxembourg national team. Um, yeah, and I can just hold you up there. You're wearing a Bayern Munich shirt tonight. Do you have nine and Kane on the back? Nah, it's not yet. Not yet. Al- not yet. Always Thomas Müller. I can't. I can't have any, any, any another player. On was my he shirt. 11? Was was his name? Was Müller? What was his Thomas Müller is 25. 25. Ah, he's 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 my goat. He's yeah. my goat. Okay. <laughs> he's funny as well. He's a really funny guy. In like interviews and like behind yeah, the scenes, yeah. he's so funny. He's also. I didn't realize how like loud um, football players are on the pitch. Müller is always yeah, talking. Yeah. Radio the, Miller. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? There you go. He's always talking. He's shouting left, right, and centre. It's so funny. I guess with the with the, with the commentary that we hear on TV, and yeah, <laughs> when you're in the ground, just it's so on, loud that you you don't hear the players. Just on the World Cup, how like I don't really know, but how realistic is it for Luxembourg to make 
the next World especially with what? How many teams is it? Four, Forty-eight. Well, are we look. Is it? Is it, is it Luxembourg currently ranked? No, no. As in the World Cup, oh, okay. the, uh, 80, qualify. Eighty or ninety? Yeah, something like this. Yeah, but it always depends on the openness we get in the qualifiers. I think I, I really hope for once that we don't play Portugal like every year. Yeah. Every why? Year. Why does Luxembourg always play Portugal? Every time I see them, <laughs> they're playing it's Portugal. Just, it's just a connection. It's, it? it's the FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> they just want us to play against Portugal. Yeah. They're corrupt. And there's probably more. Yeah, Port- yeah, yeah. There's more, probably more Portugal fans at the stadium than Luxembourgish fans. Yeah, actually. yeah. It is. It is. It is. Every because, time because we've got a lot of Portuguese people uh, living in Luxembourg. So yeah. when they hear, yeah, Portugal is coming to Luxembourg, yeah. bum, taking the occasion. They, they went and stayed in our hotel in um, in Bosnia when we went there for for the game. They stayed in the same hotel as us. Yeah. So Portugal arrived as we left. Oh, so you, you no, head down. No, let's just be clear we were long gone by the time they got to oh the yeah <laughs> they, they, they wanted it's nothing not, to do with this you didn't leave any, any tricks behind in no, the no. Uh, in the room. the videos we went up we managed to obviously we'd had two or three beers when we got back after the uh after the rugby and managed to because uh, the guy um the guy was like uh it wasn't obviously i hadn't lost my key but someone else had and we basically spoke to the guy and they didn't have enough keys any more keys to give out so i was like i'll oh, just give us a master key and the hotel was almost like you've got the floor, but then each is like round like this. So, you know, it's five or six floors where you can look down and see all the way at the bottom. And we were like, yeah, yeah, just give us the key and then we'll go and we'll just drop it down. She's like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, and then, but he took us upstairs and all the rooms on the top floor where they're all staying, all named after famous footballers who have played in Zenitsa for their national team. So it's like Sergio Ramos and all, oh. those, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, we, we uh, saw Cristiano Ronaldo's room you know, and then I bet his room had Wi-Fi because mine didn't. <laughs> my, my room, yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere and didn't have Wi-Fi. I don't think they'd be giving the same room to Ronaldo. Is that why? Was that why your alarm clock didn't go off? No, that was. You know what? I actually set an alarm. Rossi didn't even bother. No. So we're we're obviously, you know, as you do the the troisième mi-temps they call it. We had a few beers after the rugby and then we've him. all literally piled out, got on the bus, and then what time was the bus leaving? Was it meant to leave? Was it? <laughs> I'm going to go with half nine. No, I think we're meant to leave at nine. Yeah, we left at half nine. Yep. Well, I got woken but, up at half nine. But you weren't the last two on the bus, were you? No, we were. Because they, they got oh, um, tractor. Right. No, so we, there was one of the young lads, it was his first cap, and he uh, John. Had, 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 didn't basically got his timings wrong. So we went and got him, and he was basically given quite a stern talking to. <laughs> and then uh, the manager, Jose, just turns around and was like, uh, we're still too short, lads. So we're all on the bus ready to go. And we're like, where's the two front rowers? No, they're on the bench. They're, they're still in. And we, but we couldn't actually, no one knew what number their room was. So we were going banging, banging on every door on this floor. And at one stage, the lady came up and let us into some randomer's room because we thought it was there. And then eventually someone was like, nah, it's, what room are you staying in again? Two, I don't know, all the way to the end. Yeah. One with no we, all pa- we all piled in and when you say you see two blokes you wake up you don't have a clue what is going on bear in mind it was what nine o'clock wake up I think we got to bed about six so we had about three and a half lads, hours sleep lads, lads, <laughs> we had about three and a half hours sleep clearly slept through both I had about four alarms on my roommate didn't have any alarms set. Literally, I got up just in my boxes and I just see like... Oh, please, you had the boxes on. Yeah, two two guys just stuffing every bit of kit in the suitcase. Like my suit, everything just crammed into the suitcase. I got home and I was just praying that everything had come with me because I, I had no clue. It was, yeah. So a bit, a bit like this afternoon when you got him out of bed as well, Scott, was it? Yeah. I know. No, he was, he was well prepared. He was well prepared. Yeah, I drove there. Smart, looked smart in his own heel stash, didn't he? <laughs> me. And what? Any, and coming back to the football, any other uh, international? Uh, we've uh, we uh, we haven't got any BGL league, but we've got some women's league football. And and last Wednesday was the eighth match day in the first division. Racing beating Mama in the top game two one thanks to Juan Renault. Esperance had a difficult game against Petambo and won by the Tigers of margins one nil. Dickier beat WMG surprisingly with four one and finally Young Linster managed to win by double digits against Rosbach eleven nil. Kylie Merleveder was the player of the match day with three goals and two assists. On Saturday was the eleventh match day with some crazy games. First of all, Rosbach forfeited against Racing. WMG and Esperance drew nil nil. Now. 
coming to the main dish, Dirkers and Jung Linster drew 3-3. Jung Linster was leading 3-1, but thanks to a brace from Joanna Renko, Dirkers managed to get one point. L against Petenburg was rich in suspense after a 2-2 draw at half-time. It was Andrea Faria who was the match winner by scoring the late 3-2. 5-4 sounds like an EAFC score, but it is... This is how the game between Defenders and Mama ended, with Mama being the winner. Two goals from Marinelli and Mindla, and one from Thompson, who ended her little goal last streak from two games, helped Mama climb up to the fourth place. What we will take from these two match days is that Betonburg is getting better and better every week despite their losses, Mama being back in top four and Racing increasing their lead to seven points. And uh, finally, we've got no Bijelic this weekend, but some air promotion in action. Supporters witnessed some crazy sco- some crazy scenes in Rimlange, where US Rimlange took on Hostad at home. The away team was leading 1-0 with 10 minutes remaining. Rimlange equalized first in the 82nd minute before Hostad scored what seemed like the winner in the 92nd minute. Uh, before it was 82nd and 92nd. Sorry. The only problem is that it wasn't the winner because Rimlot equalized again two minutes later as the game ended 2-2. Not only Mama beat Weiler 4-2, but as striker Michael Jager managed to score a hat-trick in only five minutes. Another hat-trick hero is Brian Alhammer, scoring all three goals for Betonburg as they beat Steins in 3-2. Berg and Loritz Weiler drew 1-1. Middernach and Grevemacher played uh, 2-2 after Middernach scored two late goals in the 80s. 87th and 92nd minute and finally for today Vomeldange defeated Connor 2-1 while Ettelbrick couldn't get over a draw against the Red Lantern from Berbush. Wow, 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 that was a load of uh, results there. I noticed that I heard the 11, uh, the 11 nil there. Young Linster. There was a 14 nil in a. Yeah, uh, France against Gibraltar. Uh, that was Gibraltar. crazy. So maybe Luxembourg's 9 nil. <laughs> we, uh, we don't, we don't look that. wasn't quite so bad. Did you know that the referee uh, at the France game was the same as Luxembourg Portugal game? So he saw 25 goals in two games. Thank you very much. I'll leave Scott to give us the wrap. As always, a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick. Whether it's washing kit, taking training, driving the kids to training, keep doing what you're doing. We're getting these kids immersed in sport from a young age and keeping them involved in it for the rest of our lives. You've been doing it this morning, mate. That's what I do, mate. Um, uh, as always you can uh, link up the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am you've got the Sam Steen show you've got Stephen Steps low from lunchtime at 12 o'clock you've then got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch from 3 don't forget about Dave Burrows and his DB3 sessions and also Sarah Tapp for the hangover sessions not looking at anyone in particular in this recording studio anyway gents as always absolute pleasure until then it's cheer cheer